Hey everyone, it's your girl Gloria TP5 from Resurrected for a Reason. And I would just like to say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate at this time, I'm saying that you should appreciate those around you. And know who you are, know where you're going, and know what you want to do. Because you don't want time passing by and you're sitting there wondering, I wish I did this or I could have done that or if this happened, I could have done that. And this year has been a crazy year for all of us with the COVID. And I've had quite a few people pass away, not only not because of COVID, but because... People have not been taking care of themselves. The people who have passed away, most of them were not. Most of them were not, what's the word? People who did not take care of themselves. They were people who did take care of themselves, but yet, whatever ran in the family, there's, there's, one person, actually two people who passed away from cancer. Um, a person that I knew passed away from a heart attack. And another person passed away because of diabetes. And a lot of us don't think about the bodily functions that we have. And how to maintain them, how to check on them, how to make sure that they're in good condition, you know. And I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I was saying, you know, while I'm caregiving my mother, I have to be a caregiver to my mom right now. And I'm thinking, you know, at my age, I'm in my 30s. I take very good care of my body, but my spleen, my spleen, it needs to be cared for even more, even more right now. Because when you have sickle cell trait, your spleen is affected. Your, your, your organs are affected. So my, my, my trouble area is the spleen. My kidneys and my liver are good. But also you have to check other organs, your spleen, your pancreas, your stomach, your livers, wait, your liver, your kidneys, my bad. <laughs> and um, you have to think of your brain. Also with me and my epilepsy, my brain is affected by that. My breathing, my throat, things are affected by that. And I'm thinking, where is the love for yourself? Are you checking on your body? Are you taking care of your body? Are you taking care of your mental, your spiritual, your physical, um, your psychological, everything? You got to really check on your body. Don't just think because you feel good or because you haven't reached a certain age yet that things aren't, you know, things aren't. Basically, sometimes things aren't as they seem. Because you could look at me and say, oh, she doesn't look like she's 
a sick person. Yeah, well, I have conditions. I have different conditions that I have to deal with. And looking at me, you wouldn't be able to tell that I have sickle cell trait, that I'm epileptic, that I have PTSD, that I have anxiety, that I have all these things. But I'm saying a lot of the time things aren't as they seem. And at that, regardless of what you have, just know this. If you put your mind to something, you can do it. You can do it. Because I've done a lot of things over my life time. And I wish I could do a whole lot more. But right now, what's with going on with this COVID and different family members not feeling well. Not necessarily because of COVID, but because they have reached that age or they were not taking care of their bodies properly. So I have to be the one person. There's many of us, but... I'm one person of many who have to take care of possibly a person or a group of people that don't know how to take care of themselves or weren't taking care of themselves or weren't keeping up with their bodily functions. And at that, you have to keep practice what you preach, especially the leaders in health, the leaders in the household. When you say something, make sure you're doing it yourself as well. When you say, get good sleep, eat properly, do this, do that, make sure you're doing it too. Because it doesn't make it easy for the caregiver. You know, and I have a friend, I have many friends actually who are caregivers, not officially by certificate or by... Um, certification or anything like that but there are also people who are caregivers officially and I applaud you for going further in your education with that but a lot of us cannot afford to go into it not because we don't have the money but because we are not physically able some of us are not physically able they might not be physically able mentally able financially able whatever it may be Because a lot of my friends have said, Gloria, you should be a caregiver. Gloria, you should be a nurse. Gloria, you should be a teacher. Gloria, you should be a pastor. Gloria, you should be running a business. Guess what? When you have all this education, because I do have a few things behind me to back up what I'm saying here. Just because I have degrees, just because I have diplomas, that doesn't mean my health situation goes away. That doesn't mean my health situation goes away. You understand what I mean? So I could get all the degrees in the world. But then when it's time to be hired or when you get a job, if something happens, say, for example, I have a problem and I'm not going to emphasize specific things but as you know I'm epileptic I got PTSD and sickle cell arthritis all these things but lately I don't know when they're going to hit when they're going to happen but 
in the past when things were a lot better and my I was able to actually work from home at one point but that person let me go but for unfair reasons but at that people who have disabilities people who have sicknesses people who are not mentally able to work we are treated unfairly because of our conditions because they think because we have a condition we can't do anything that we're just a lump on the log we're trying to be lazy no it's not about trying sometimes you have a condition and it was it either got worse or it got more unpredictable but I know this though when I do decide or when God allows me to go back to work I do what I can do and you know there are certain things in my life that I have achieved that I'm still amazed about until this day I I I have written books. I have went to Howard University and got my degree. And there I was diagnosed with being epileptic. And for years I knew something was wrong with me, but the doctors where I lived in Canada could not tell me what was wrong with me so I've lived 20 some years not knowing what was wrong with me and that's a scary thing very scary because you never know what's gonna hit you never know what could happen you never know what's going on and it's like sometimes I ask God why me I still to this day ask why me and a lot of people say if I had what you had, I don't know what I would do. You know, sometimes you don't have a choice. You cannot say no. Sometimes you just can't say no. You have to keep going. You don't have a time to sit there and think, oh, me, me, this, me, that, me, that. No, you don't have time to feel sorry for yourself. But, you know, in these last, let me say, Almost four years now, because I came back from D.C. 2017 in May. So, as of next year, May, it will have been four years, right? And I wake up sometimes feeling upset and angry as to why am I the only sibling with all these health issues? And why am I going through all of this? And throughout the four, almost four years, I need to stop saying almost four years because it's really three and a half. And I ask myself, why am I here? Why is this happening to me? And I get angry, I get upset about it, like, 
uh, person would. And I think to myself, and I ask, why are you putting me through this, God? Why is this happening to me? You know, in 2014, I got baptized. And everything was great. Until three years later. And then things started kicking in high gear. My mental, my spiritual, my financial, my physical, everything took a a deep drop. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on here? My plan was to get my degree so that I can move away from home and get a really great job and be able to take care of myself, meet an amazing man and have some kids. That wasn't the plan. Because for those who don't know, when you have sickle cell trait, when you have epilepsy, small chances are you are not or shouldn't have kids. Especially if you sickle cell trait. And especially if you're on seizure medicine. It will affect the baby. And it affects you. Sickle cell... I have sickle cell trait. Not the actual disease. But I get pain. Anytime it gets wet outside. Anytime the weather changes from season to season. Anytime there's a heat wave. Anytime... um, I get any kind of infection. It could be a nose. Because um, my, my left side of my nose is kind of damaged. Because in one incident, when I fell down the stairs, I hit my face. And ever since then, like, when I blow my nose, it really burns. But anyway, let me get on with it. There are certain things that people don't understand. Just because I have sickle cell trait doesn't mean I don't feel pain. Doesn't mean I don't feel it. But the pain is a lot less than someone who has sickle cell disease. Many a time I was in the hospital for dehydration. I have fainted in the hallway many a time when I was at Howard. And they had to bring me to the hospital. And I didn't know I even had sickle cell trait until they told me. (laughs) Can you believe that? And I'm not going to even say... Who should have told me already and not let me go through life knowing I have it, I don't have it, and then figure out I do have it. But it's difficult when you have a plan for yourself and then that plan is crushed by your health conditions or what is surrounding you. You know, toxicity. And I realized that In all of that, you must learn how to love yourself. You must learn how to self-care. You know, take care of yourself, your mental, your physical, your spiritual, your psychological, your verbal, everything that you do, who you're hanging out with, who you allow in your life, who you trust, who you don't trust, who you allow into your circle. And it's okay to... Move on. You don't have to carry every... Not everyone can come with you when you're changing your journey sometimes. 
And that's what I recognize a lot of the time I have to let go of some people. Because if they're not looking to help me, if they're not looking to encourage me and want the best for me, it's time to move on. And there are no, there's not, there's no reason why you have to like someone because someone's pushing you to like them. If you're feeling negative vibes with people, if you're feeling jittery and nervous or just negative period around those people, then you don't need to be around them, period. And don't let anyone guilt you into liking someone because they like them and they can't see that you can't like them. There must be something in your heart or mind or whatever it may be to trigger that for you and say, hey, this person's not right. Stay away from them. So what I'm leading to is one of my poems. It's short and sweet. And I'm changing, getting to it. In my fourth book that I wrote a few years back. And you can purchase it on Grown... Um, it's called Grown Up Eruptions and Explorations, Volume 4. It has a blue rose on it. And you'll recognize it. Um, my first name there is Gloria. And if you have any questions about the book, let me know. You can purchase it on Amazon.com or Amazon.ca, depending on what country you're in. So I am going to read two poems. And this is really about the love for another person. The love that you feel when you're with this person. So, it's called In Only a Dream. In only a dream does true love exist. In only a dream is the sweetest kiss. In only a dream do I breathe of this. In only a dream, in sweet tenderness. In only a dream, hearts beat. In only a dream, feeling are set free. Reality hit hard. Still love is never unsure, love is always free. In only a dream, could I say I love you? In response, he said, I love you too. That was one poem. And then the next poem, I will read, this one is, this book, let me just say, is very mature, it's for the adults only, and there is some content in here that only adults should be hearing, because the mature mind would understand what I'm saying with the different metaphors that I use to describe things. The next poem is called Sensual Symphony. Laying next to him in sweet midnight balance. Total silence in winter warmth. They created their own, their own sensual symphony. Their own sensual rhythm. Phones off the hook with no interruptions dial tone in the heat of their passion under a moonlit sky 
They made their own sexual symphony, their own instruments in the night, while they embrace each other in all personal space. He kissed her so soft, once, twice, so tenderly. Violins cover her sweet calling of his name. While the saxophone ignites her moans, this playing guitar covers his movement while the drum creates a rhythm between each other. One heartbeat, two became one. His sound of sensual moans. She can feel his heartbeat. He can feel her body tremble, playing in the distance. She can feel his movement, sweet, delicate flute sounds as their bodies slowly move as one. In each other's arms, they created their own dance. In each other's brown eyes, they passionately gaze. All night they embrace into the day, creating their own sensual symphony, creating their own love scene, their own creation of true love. Now, for those who know me, know I'm Christian. But I'm talking about real love, not one night stand love. I'm talking about people who are together because they love each other, because God put them together, because they are married, they are engaged, they are together. So for those who say, I thought you were a Christian, Gloria, and you shouldn't be writing things like that. No, there's nothing wrong with writing about love when it's real love, when it's love that God put together. And that's what that poem is about. So what I'm continuing to say is, make sure you take care of your bodies. Make sure you get your checkups. Make sure you take care of what you're supposed to take care of. Make sure you examine what you're supposed to examine. And those habits that you have, you need to break them. Because when you get older... Or when you have someone who has to take care of you, it doesn't make it easier on the caregiver when you don't take care of yourself. And also, you need to have self-love. Many people say, yeah, I love myself. Oh, really? You do? Okay, so why aren't you taking care of your body? Why aren't you taking care of your body? People say, I don't have a job. I don't have this. There is government help. There are shelters. And for those who still don't have a choice, at least you can pray. At least you can pray. That's the least you can do. Pray. You have to pray daily. You have to pray daily. And for those people who say, oh, I prayed and nothing's happened. Have you repented? Have you confessed your sins to God? Have you gotten down on your knees and said, Lord, this is what I did. And I'm asking for forgiveness. And a lot of you will probably say, doesn't God know already? He's waiting for you to connect with him. God can know everything. And he does. But if you do not admit to him that, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I need forgiveness. Prayers are not going to make any sense. They're just going to be words flowing out of your mouth. If you haven't repented, 
those prayers, those requests, they don't come through. Not really. I'm a perfect example. I didn't know how to pray properly until 2015. I went to church most of my life and didn't know how to pray properly. I was praying, but I didn't repent. After grade two, in a Catholic school, we always had confession. But I really, truly didn't really know at the age what confession really meant. Yeah, so what, you took a cookie, you maybe pushed somebody, maybe you stayed up late when you weren't supposed to. I'm talking about deeper things. In grade two, you're not really sure as to how deep a sin goes. But also, you not only have to repent you must forgive people you must love your enemies and for me I struggle with that love my enemies now how do I do that you know a lot of us don't know how but when you open the Bible and when you pray and when you repent and forgive and have faith God will help you. You have to make some steps too. You can't just assume God's going to do it all for you. Yes, you pray and leave it in his hands. But you must do the proper preparation for that. Which I just mentioned. And also, it's tough. I know it's hard. Believe me, I know it's hard. I've had, I've been to hell and back several times in my life. And I'm only in my 30s. I've been through a lot of stuff. And for, for people who know me, know what I've been through. Know what I've had to deal with. And what I have to continue to deal with. You know? And it's really frustrating. But I know this. I know this. God has been with me every step of the way. You know how many times I went to, into a seizure and I didn't think I was going to wake up? You know how many times I almost got hit by a flipping car and didn't get hit? You know how many times I was on my last dollar and I didn't know how I was going to pay for groceries the following week? And it's like, I have an amazing family because... The situation I'm in with my finances, I had nine cents in my account. Nine cents. I was thinking, what am I going to do this year? I don't have any money. I can't even buy a bag of chips for myself. And my family bought me gifts. That I needed. And I was gracious. Because I'm like wow. I didn't get anybody anything. And they still got me some gifts. And. I really feel bad. That I couldn't buy anybody anything this year. Because I had nine cents in my account. I'm not working. I don't have any money. 
and I'm getting government help right now. Government help. I've never saw my life going in that direction. But it's nothing to be ashamed of. At first I felt that way. But I'm like, you know what? You're alive, you're breathing. You can eat, but not as much as you're able to. You can do things, but not as much as you're able to. But in this struggle, I've seen that I'm in the wilderness right now. And there's another episode. Following future episodes, I will be talking about different things to help those who are in the wilderness. And you may ask, what is the wilderness? The wilderness is where you meet God. It's like being in a desert with no water. There's nothing to help you except the living water of Christ. The living water of Christ is the word, his faith, your faith, his mercy and grace, his salvation. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I've stepped out of the wilderness, but then I get back into the wilderness. And I think to myself, how come I keep going back to this? Because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I do pray every day. I take a half an hour to an hour out of my day to pray for anybody and everybody who sends me requests. And you know what? I realize I haven't been spending time on my prayers. Like what I need. But you know what? I've always been the person to put everybody else before myself. And like I said in the beginning, make sure you take care of your body. Because right now, I have to be a caregiver. And if my body's falling apart, I can't be any help to anybody. You know? And it's tough. It really is. But back to the wilderness. This is where you meet God. This is where you find the struggle. And in that struggle, you find a lesson and you learn to trust God. You have to learn to trust God. Because I've had a few death, near-to-death experiences. Really. And it scared me to the T. And I didn't think I was going to wake up. So I said, Lord, take me with you. That's what I say when I have my seizures. And he still keeps me on this earth. I still wake up every morning. Some days I don't want to wake up. I say, ugh, I have to deal with this again. Oh my gosh, like really God? Like, oh, I don't want to deal with this anymore. But guess what? I'm a person a lot of people turn to for encouragement, for prayers, for supplies. For things like, I might have an extra toothbrush, or an extra mask, or a bottle of alcohol, rubbing alcohol. Like, before this pandemic happened, way before this pandemic started, like two years ago, like when I was at Howard University, I collected things, and I kept them with me, and I I gotten that training of, if you see 
something that you can get one extra of. Just put it aside. Because I planned, I was planning on moving out. I was. And then this pandemic thing hit. And my mom said, I don't want you going anywhere. You can stay here. So I'm staying at home. Then at the same time, it's like, it's frustrating. You know, it really is frustrating having the life that I have. Everyone looks at me and thinks that I have such an amazing life. Yeah, okay. I don't know what's amazing about it because it's clearly not on the level I expected. It's not on the level that I wanted. But I know in this wilderness, I'm learning to trust God more. I'm learning to really deep, deep, into the Bible, dig deep into the Bible, more than I've ever dig deep in my life. And Pastor James from Walking Truth Radio, I follow his shows. Um, his Bible study, and I've never seen the Bible the way I've seen the Bible ever in my life. And he's changed that for me. And me meeting him through a friend. With my amazing friend. Tanika Drake. Um, she is amazing. Like. And her show is called. God's gift through his word. Um, and through her. And Pastor. James. I've seen things, like, I've seen things differently. Like, the Bible meant something to me, but it didn't mean as much as I thought it meant until I hit rock bottom. I've hit rock bottom several times, and this podcast is a way to help people reach their goals and be encouraged and know that you're not alone and a lot of people tell me say how can you just say that you have this and that i do have epilepsy i do have sickle cell trait i have arthritis i have quite a few conditions but the one that people ask me more about nowadays is like how can you say you have ptsd i know i have it i've been having it i knew i had it but you have to be diagnosed to actually get counseling. And throughout my life, from when I was little, very, 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 very little, I've been going through a lot of stuff. I'm not going to mention what they are because that's not what this show is for. This show is to show people that no matter where you end up, no matter how bad you think life is, no matter how little you have, Or if you feel lonely, just know you're not alone, period. Because God is with you. You're in the wilderness. And the way you get out of the wilderness is if you trust God. You have to trust Him no matter how long it is. You have to trust Him. I mean, I had one perfect example. For years I had seizures. For years I've had seizures. And I was never diagnosed until I went to Howard. Can you believe having 20-something years of having seizures and they can't diagnose you? 
And then when you decide to go somewhere because God said you need to go to Howard. I had a dream about it. I'm like, why am I dreaming about this red building? What what is this reddish brownish building in my dreams? And then mom showed me a picture of her school. I was like, oh my God, that's the school. So I went there and then the hospital diagnosed me as having seizures. I was like, that was my first step out of the wilderness. I'm not quite out of the wilderness yet, but I'm almost there. And for those who feel lonely and tired and just frustrated and don't know where to make the next move, you have to talk to Christ. You have to pray to God. You have to repent your sins. You have to understand salvation, faith, mercy, grace, all of that. You know where I found all that stuff? In the Bible, with the right person. I have several pastors that have taught me things, and I'm appreciative of that. But Pastor James woke me up. It shook me awake like never before. When I had my first Bible lesson with him, wow, that blew my mind. Like the Wizard of Oz. I was just, after the Bible started, I was like, me and my boyfriend looked at each other like, oh my goodness, like, that's what it is. Like, we're like, oh my gosh. So throughout the weeks, we we talked to each other about like, yo, did you know this? Did you know that? Like, the pastor gives us homework to do, so we do it. And then the next week, we talk about the homework, and then we continue with the lesson. But... My point is, God brings people into your life to change you, to change your direction. And a lot of people ask me, why? Why do you want to be Christian? I made that choice. Because being baptized, actually deciding... Let's just say, for years, I was just going through the steps like it was a, 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 how do I explain it? Like it was something, just something else I had to do. Like, you know, brush your teeth, things like that. You know you have to do that for maintenance. But I wasn't, I felt that the more activities I had in church, the more I would be a Christian, the more I would be praying, all that. No. It's not even about that. You have to understand. You really have to understand God's salvation. And once you have it, it can't be taken away from you. You know, I actually didn't know that till this year. I thought that my salvation could be taken away from me because I did something wrong. Regardless if I knew it was wrong or not. Because there were a lot of things I didn't know was wrong. But it was wrong. And I found that out in the Bible. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm doing that. Oh my God, I have to stop. And I was like, oh my gosh. what? Oh man. I, was, I had to stop. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's why. That's why that's happening. Oh my God. I was like, whoa. 
And then, through this pandemic, I fell back into the wilderness. But I think God puts us in the wilderness to get our attention. To show us that we're going the wrong direction. To show us that we need to remove some people from our lives and add some people in. That we need to take that 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 addiction thing, get rid of it. Get it out of your sight. You need to speak differently, talk differently, and trust God to guide you wherever you're going. And in conclusion, because honestly, this was supposed to be a 10 minute episode, but there's going to be a lot of episodes in the, in, in the future about your health, maintenance of yourself, self-care, PTSD, um, counseling, the wilderness, tips for people who are Christian. Life lessons for that, life lessons for relationships, life lessons for single parents, all kind of things. So as I feel I need to say things, and as I feel God is asking me to tell you, I will continue to put it on here. So, thank you to those who continue to listen to my podcast. And... As long as I have listeners, I will make episodes. And just be safe. Don't let someone else tell you what to do when you know it's wrong. Don't let them guilt you into doing something that you know is wrong. You must have self-care for yourself. You must have self-love. You must know what faith is. Salvation, mercy, grace, all of that. You find that in the Bible. And the first step to that is admitting, asking yourself, do I believe? And what do I believe in? This is Gloria TP5 from Resurrected for a Reason. And let a sister know you be listening, alright? Seriously. Listen. Send me a message. Through Anchor.fm. And for those who know me personally, send me a message through WhatsApp or Messenger or whatever connection you have with me. Today, I feel it's going to be a different day. I woke up and I was like, I'm going to have something to say. So I said it. And I hope you are listening to me because I've been through hell and back. So I know what I'm talking about. And a lot of people out there say the same thing, but I've been through hell and back, believe me. 30-some years of going in the wrong direction. Or going in the right direction, and then someone takes me in the wrong direction. So I'm going in the right direction, but I meet people who try to say, No, you don't have to believe. Oh, there is no God. Or, or how are you going to believe in that? How are you going to believe in that? Oh, this and that. You know what? Believing in God saved my life, and that's what I'm going to do. And I do, and I will, continue to believe in God. Those those believers will tell you they have testimonies. That's why they believe. It's not just I wake up one morning and say, I believe in Christ, but I don't know why. No, you know why. 
And I still appreciate people I know who are not believers. But I'm not going to push you to believe. I'm just going to share my stories with you. And encourage you to know that there is a God. And a lot of people say this year, yeah, well, God took my uncle. God took my aunt. God took my grandma. You know what? God has a plan for everybody. We may not understand it. But it happens. Me and I'm a perfect example. Perfect example. And in future episodes, I will discuss those examples. My life. Things that will encourage you to go in the right direction. And I honestly think God is the only way. Because I've believed in other things as well. And it always led to a dead end for me. So at the right time and in the right place, you will hear, you will hear God. You will hear God. You know, you just have to open your ears and listen. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. In the past, it was the opposite for me. And I always ended up in the gutter. And guess who pulled me out every single time? God. Because I will not, I will, I would not be sitting here speaking to you right now if it was not for God. And I will talk about my experiences in future episodes. So let you know that I love you. Thank you for listening. And for those who feel lonely, go pick up a Bible. Sit by yourself. Pray to God. But repent all your sins first. Pray to God, asking Him to guide you. I had to actually do that too. Sometimes we think, God's just going to automatically come down here and fix everything. Nope. That's not the way it works. And even as Christians, we suffer just like everybody else. We struggle just like everybody else. We make bad choices, we make good choices. We have gains, we have losses. We're givers, we're takers. And we're not all hypocrites. Let me just make that real clear. I say, I do what I say, and I say what I do. I don't do that. And at that, even in future episodes, you guys are going to know more about me and who I am and what I've been through. Alright y'all, so... Enjoy yourself. Enjoy enjoy all the previous songs that I've played and sang for y'all. And enjoy the rest of the year. And please don't make resolutions that you're not going to be actually doing. Don't just make a resolution just to make a resolution. Make sure you actually do it. And at that, it doesn't even have to be called resolution. It could be goals for this year. You know, goals for the first week, the second week, the month. You know what I'm saying? So, y'all take care. Do what you gotta do for you. Take care of yourself so that you can help take care of others. Alright, y'all. Peace and love. This is Gloria TP5 from Resurrected for a Reason.